0: The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky L. Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. Big Barker therapeutic dog beds get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky Cornblow And Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. The Colony Meadery, the official gluten-free booze made from honey of the process with Lick Face Volume 1, the flavor swapped, available now at colonymeadery.com. And Kinetic Skateboarding, get 9.1% off your first order with promo code Dave Silver. On the show today, we wanted to do someone something that was a little evergreen because there's a couple games this weekend. We won't be able to talk about them on this pod. So it is the first ever Grade That Trade. You sent us a bunch of trades. We're going to go over some um, low-level ones, some high-level ones, some exciting ones, ones that Mike won't comment on, um, and a ton of them for Bradley Beal, which, which you suggested, as well as a double jigsaw, a trade jigsaw, and a regular jigsaw, and a new ruling regarding the musical chairs cheater. Before we get going, fly the process for On sale now, we are going to Atlanta in March, March 22nd through the 25th to find Paul Millsap. If you've seen anything with our previous trips or been on the previous trips, you know they are awesome. We are going down um, from Philly to Atlanta on the 22nd. You get round-trip nonstop airfare. You get three nights hotel at the four-star Hilton in downtown Atlanta. Access to the rooftop basketball court at our hotel all weekend. A three-hour all-inclusive pre-game party very close to the arena that comes with beer, wine, barbecue, Um, also a commemorative t-shirt, also the ticket to the game and you'll sit with all of us. It's going to be pretty amazing. Also, we're gonna go on the court for a group photo after the game as well. Uh, It's gonna be an awesome time. So if you've been to any of the other trips, you know it. 150 bucks will reserve your spot on the trip. Again, go to rightsrickySanchez.com for info. And on Saturday, after the Providence Animal Center Bark in the Park, we've raised $12,300 so far. I want to get to $15,000, so go to this post at WrightStrikeSanchez.com. Also, some time to join the team as well. But afterwards, if you're going, if you just want to hang out, 1.30 at the Sterling Pig in Media, a Colony Meadery um, after party for the Bark in the Park 5K. I will be there. There will be mead there from Colony Meadery. And uh, what else? We'll have some stuff to give away. Why not raise some more money for the Providence Animal Center? So Sterling Pig, come hang out with us One thirty on Saturday next week, Saturday the 10th. Without any further ado, here is Run the Jewels. We are the murderous pair, that with the jail, and we murdered the murderous there. then with the hell and discovered the devil, delivered some hurting despair. Used to have power to push, now I smoke powder to push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Woo!
1: Woo! To the spotlight.
0: Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who is going to spend the day encouraging people to vote. That is Mike Levin. Good morning, Mike.
1: That's every day, baby.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is every day. That is every day.
1: Midterm season. Let's do yep. it.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, this uh, this podcast will turn into a politics podcast starting next week. We're going to <laughs> only discuss politics, but
1: or you'll never hear from me again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one of the two. Um, <clears throat> so. On the trade, grade the trade, Ricky. I'm excited because we've gotten some, I thought, exciting trades. Some, you know, some people you didn't think people would suggest to trade. Um, some people you didn't think they would want to trade for. Of course, 4,000 Bradley Beal trades. But the one that we didn't get that I wanted to run past you, and I don't have a trade for it, uh, because we really just end up suggesting the same things to trade to everybody anyway. Uh, if, If the Pelicans were to decide to trade Anthony Davis and were to make Drew holiday available. Would you consider Drew holiday an a good enough fit and then a B good enough player to be our third guy?
1: You know, I would say yes. I would say yes. I haven't given it a ton of thought, but I would say, yeah, I mean, he's, he's turned himself into a pretty consistent three point shooter. Uh, good handle, not just a straight line driver can sort of, is crafty with the ball, good passer, obviously one of the best point guard defenders in the league. Yeah, I would do yeah, for sure.
0: Has no problem playing off ball, by the way. I yeah. mean, he he played with Rajan Rondo. Uh to your point, the three point shooting is is uh is usually pretty good. It's been all over the place the last few years, but um but like you can count on him to be at least league average. Maybe, you know, he's a thirty-seven percent guy and definitely shoots them. Um, and he's young. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at how old he is now, but he's got to be what 26 or, or 27, mm-hmm. something like that. 28. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, you know, he's been injury prone and in, in sort of the Kyrie way in that, like he's had a bunch of, a bunch of different injuries. It hasn't been one thing the whole time, but, uh, but he's had a pretty healthy last couple of years. Yeah. I would love to have Drew Holiday. I would pick, love to have him back. Gives
1: him a different element, pick and roll player, kind of a Kind of a three level score, um, maybe not an elite three level score, but does enough things really well that you'd feel that you'd feel good about being like, yeah, that's like We'd feel as a third, as a second, as a first or second guy, no, but as a third, and maybe if you hold on to a Covington, I mean, like that's a really fun defensive
0: team. Yeah, yeah, long, very long defensive team. Yeah, all right, let's get to the trades before we do the Willie Green five star Apple Podcast review of the week. 1,898 five-star reviews we're at on the way to 2,000. We're just over 100 away. It's going to happen. Please get us to 2,000. Just get it done already so we can stop asking. Uh, this week's review, subject line, huge fan. I just went with a complimentary one. Uh, can honestly say this is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Just two dudes talking about the 76ers. But here's the part that's confusing. Been a huge fan of the pod for a year. I just started listening to it last week. Anyway, highly recommend Spike and the other guy. Hmm. Is there something, is, is that a joke that been a huge fan of the pod for a year, just started listening last week, or, or am I missing something?
1: I don't know. Guys, seems mm. like it seems like there's a bunch of places.
0: Yeah. All right. So we got a lot of trades suggesting Bradley Beal. Obviously, the Wizards are, are terrible, are really, really bad. Uh, I'm, I question whether Bradley Beal is a guy they would trade, but who knows? So the first trade comes from John. He says, my wife has been mentioned in the cornblow ad three different times and the red carpet rolled out to meet him during the live pod. Meanwhile, my friend Jason was your photographer for the lottery party with Covington. Watching those close to me become c celebrities on the pod while I toll away in obscurity has been my greatest shame of my entire life. Please help me right this wrong. Here's the trade. Wizards get Dario Saric, Markel Fultz, Landry Shamet, and Jared Bayless, plus the Miami pick, Sixers get Bradley Beal. Um, this version of it is a pretty easy yes for me.
1: Oh, really? Because this this version seems to me to be the most, the the heaviest offer.
0: Yeah, it's just that none of it, to me, is a... I hate to quote Simmons, but Simmons, one point he's made, and he made about the, the Harden thing and about trades, is like the four quarters for a dollar trade, and this... And and the winner of the trade is always the person that gets the dollar. It just seems to me that it, it it is likely in this scenario that the Sixers are the ones that get the dollar.
1: Yeah, I mean, in any in any superstar trade, for sure the Sixers would be getting would be getting that guy. Um, I worry that we're that this is an undervaluing Dario trade. Obviously, Dario is playing really really bad basketball uh, right now, so. It's not in the best spirits, but he's only. This is only his third year. He has gotten better each the first two seasons, and even before that, before they dra- when they drafted him, and then just growing into the player he became when he got here. So I don't know that Dario and the you know very high upside wild card in Markel Fultz. We have no idea still. Still, the. Legitimate NBA player on a rookie contract, Landry Shamet, and the Miami pick. Uh, I would see. I think that just might be one too many things. I would try to take one of them out for a, you know, at least for a, you know, a future Sixers pick instead. Yeah, but I think Um, I think Fultz probably has to be in there. But I think you try to work it out.
0: So. If I'm grading it from a Sixers perspective, I, I am grading it as an A. From a Wizards perspective, it's sort of weird because you would think this would also have to be, there would have to be a John Wall trade as well here to even want Markel Fultz, and it seems like it's going to be tough. Um, the Bradley Beal trade fit seems like a tough one for the Sixers without a third team. So overall, I'm giving the trade a a B B-minus. I guess.
1: Wizards are really bad, though. Third worst point difference in the league per Mark Whittington's tweet while I was waking up this morning. (laughs) I'm not not good. Not good. And like Dwight Howard's out there, that's not going to make it much better. Might make it worse. What a weird team. Sharp, how you doing, buddy?
0: Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry that happened to you. Um, The next trade... Uh, this is, I, I, I sort of want to go all over the place, you know, um, some bigger ones, some smaller ones. Matt wants to trade for Dwayne Dedman because he doesn't think Amir Johnson is a suitable backup. Uh, here's the trade. Now, I, I have a problem with this, but we'll, we'll talk about it. The trade is uh, Furkan Korkmaz and a 2019 second round pick for Dwayne, Set, Dwayne Dedman. Um, doesn't really work for salary stuff, but let's say we could figure that out. It's not that complicated. And just for perspective, Dwayne Dedman is on the final year of a two year, $7 million deal.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know that that is, look, a 2019 second, the Sixers have three seconds this year. Uh, I believe they're ours, Chicago's and Sacramento's. Um, and Corkmaz they've uh, declined his option for next year after he demand demanded the lightest demand of a trade anyone's ever heard yeah uh, and then they declined his option
0: so well that and and yeah that makes him less valuable obviously yes. yeah. yeah
1: less valuable both because of oh it shows the sixer shows the league what the sixers actually value him out for the six for them to not want to pick him up at such a low number and also uh He's just expiring now, so he couldn't even yeah. have him on a cheap deal. So I probably would have liked to see them pick that option up. I think it's easily movable. Um, they still, they did believe in him. Maybe Brett doesn't. Uh, he's He never got a shot, but he also never, like, maybe earned one. I don't know. I would play him. I, I would play him over Dario right now just to give Dario, like, a couple games off uh, and see what you have, see if you can, like, build a a wing that you could you know, somewhat playable in there. He's played so little in his career so far. Um, but anyway, this is not a trade that you're, you're dying for, uh, if you're the Sixers. So if you think that Dwayne Devin's better than Amir Johnson, uh, yeah, then, you go go, ahead. then you go ahead. But, uh, Amir's, Amir's, a, Amir's an interesting player because he, a lot of times doesn't look like he's, uh, athletically competing in there. And then other times, you know, He's had five, you know, power dunks this year. So I don't know, um, and he's a better interior defender than people give him credit for, and a good teammate. Um, so if I wanted to trade for a backup center, I would want to do one. I would want to find one that could shoot a little bit, In, yeah. adi- in addition to uh, rim protecting, but the, it, there are not many backup centers that can do both. If, otherwise, they would be starting centers.
0: Yeah, I think this is more of a. It seems like more of an Embiid might miss. Th- 12 games with an injury hedge than a an every-game backup thing. Because I think as an every-game backup thing, I would just sort of roll with Amir. And, and Unless, to your point, it's a... Not that I want to trade for Channing Frye, um, but unless it's a guy that you can stick in there and run some crazy lineups where everybody can shoot, which would be hilarious because we run lineups where nobody can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm giving this one a C. Interesting idea. I'm glad somebody brought up um, Dwayne Dedman. Former Sixer. Former Sixer, Dwayne Dedman. On the shirt, I assume, right?
1: He's got to be on the shirt. Big time. All
0: right. This one from Rodrigo nets the Sixers, not just Jimmy Butler, but Damian Lillard as well. He wants to push up the timeline to right now, obviously, this season. Here's the trade. The Sixers get Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler. The Blazers get, prepare yourself, Ben Simmons, Furkan Korkmaz, and Jared Bayless. And the Timberwolves get Wilson, the Timberwolves really get fucked in this one. Uh, The Timberwolves get uh, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Dario Saric, and Jonah Bolden. Wow.
1: Yeah. What a, de- what a deal for the Wolves Finally. Yeah. They <laughs> Finally make the Jimmy trade And they get a bunch of scraps
0: They get a bunch of six, nine guys That can theoretically shoot threes if Or the, four if the They're wolf, all the same guy They're all the same guy
1: If the Wolves are like We kind of just want to make salary work We don't have any other real demands We just want to find guys work it. To, make in the trade, to work in the trade machine work uh, <laughs> little bit of Uh mother would be cool Uh I refuse any and all Ben Simmons trades right well
0: there's a couple there's a couple more interesting ones coming up I do think it is an interesting like thought in a in a bigger scenario obviously like it isn't something you would take lightly and uh, and Lillard is I obviously I've always liked him more than you've liked him and unfortunately this trade also involves getting Jimmy Butler which I want no part of I, I would entertain any trade that you're saying, Immediately you are a, a, um, a title contender, but I don't, necess- I don't really think that does this uh, as much as I would love to have Damian Lillard on the Sixers. I don't want Jimmy Butler. And uh, I'm going to have to give the trade an A for comedy in that finally the Wolves settle on the trade and it's for Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Jonah Bolden, and Dario Saric. Uh, but a an F for do, do, doability. So let's settle on a D plus. I was
1: district. thinking the other day of trying to get Jimmy to Milwaukee. And I know that that would be oh, God. tough because he probably wouldn't resign there. Yeah. But that would be... I mean, Milwaukee looks good. Very regular season team, as you've said. Um, that would be interesting if you could have Jimmy, Giannis, and Middleton. And if you could find a way to trade them for, you know... Whatever scraps are left, if if Minnesota is interested in that kind of stuff, I think that'd be an interesting team, and, and and one that you could, I mean, that's a good team. That's a that's a three person. You still need a couple little help, whether it's Bledsoe and Lopez or other guys. That's a, that's Warriors would have a, at least have to work for that.
0: Yeah, if the war, look, if the Warriors look anything like they look currently the rest of the year.
1: Uh, of course, of course. But, yeah, it's a, it's but this, it'd yeah, be a series for, a long, against yeah. against Jimmy, yep. Chris, and Giannis. That's, those are good guys that are tough to defend against.
0: So speaking of Jimmy Butler and Damian Lillard, the next two trades are singularly for Jimmy Butler and Damian Lillard. Um, this one is from Lyle, who called me out for not wanting Jimmy Butler in the At all in his email um, suggesting I wouldn't use this so I'm just um, using it to prove him wrong so this is from Lyle for Jimmy Butler Dario Saric Robert Covington the Sixers 2019 first and the Miami 2021 first for Jimmy Butler this is a crazy trade in my opinion
1: yeah I mean it's too much for a guy that might walk you need some verification that he's gonna stay and then if he's gonna stay then it's the conversation of how much is really left on those legs after he's been tibs for the better part of the last, what, five or six years.
0: Yeah, that that's one of my problems is with all of these trades is that I don't want him to stay on that four-year or that five-year $190 million contract. Like, I don't want any part of that contract. So even if you get him for a year, I'd rather give up less and just have him for a year and I don't know. I, I don't want him at all, I guess. None of these trades I'm going to grade high because I don't want Jimmy Butler. And, and, and the concern is, is of having
1: Jimmy Butler and Markel Fultz in the same locker room. I thought Fultz is a bad guy, but I think if we're worried about it, the kid's mental state, This Jimmy yeah. Butler doesn't help out.
0: Not a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to give this one an F, Lyle. You get an F. Um, all right. a Damian Lillard trade. Obviously, you're not going to like this one again. This comes from Josh. He, he is offering up for Damian Lillard and Gary Trent Jr., which I love, obviously. I would love to trade for Gary Trent Jr. Throw in uh, Anthony Simons as well. Um, ben Simmons, Mark L. Fultz, and Jared Bayless for Damian Lillard and Gary Trent. Now, hilariously, um, <laughs> the, the Trailblazers would be trading for two guys that, at least at, so far, are not capable of being on the court at the same time and not being outscored by 30 points per 100 possessions. So it is an interesting trade from Portland's standpoint.
1: No, we're not (laughs) doing this trade. We're not trading Ben Simmons. Wait until at least January. Well, I'll find out if the pilot gets picked up. And then if it does, then you have to wait until May. When we'll see if the series gets picked up.
0: Well couldn't the show just be about an Australian born basketball player playing in Portland?
1: Yeah, I just need the no, I need the heat. It's called Brotherly Love. I need I need I need still the city uh, right, right, city right. heat before we trade him. Fair we can, after like season two or three, then you trade him. But let me just get get through the pilot process first.
0: All right. Trades for Tobias Harris and Josh Jackson right after we tell you about our sponsor, big Barker therapeutic dog beds. Friggin' love dogs. We all love dogs. I, I oftentimes think that I was talking about winning the lottery earlier this week, and people talk about what they do when they win the lottery. And uh, some people say that I'd quit my job. I wouldn't quit my job. Um, I'd buy this. I'd buy that. I don't know that I'd buy anything. I would just sit at home every day uh, and walk my dog several times a day and maybe practice guitar a little bit. And I think that would be a good rest of my life, I think. What would you do if you won the lottery? Hmm. Like hundred million dollars or something.
1: I would give a lot of it away. I don't want that much. I would, I would, I would worry about people stealing it. Yeah. I would take like a little bit of that money. Like, if the if the lottery was like one hundred and fifty million dollars or whatever, I would take like a million and be like, I'm good. Although maybe I take two million and get like a nice house, and then and then be like, I I only want like a million left and give it. Why don't you
0: take ten million so you can live the rest of your life and. A million dollars is going to be,
1: you know. I think winning the lottery would, yeah. would ruin my life. Really? I wish, I wish someone near me won the lottery and decided to give me give you the two million. like $2 million yeah. so I could get a house <laughs> yeah. and then like avoid the rest of it. But yeah, I think it ruined my well, life.
0: Well, to that point, um, back to the dog as I said, love love my dog. My dog sleeps on a Big Barker therapeutic dog bed. When I talked to Eric about Big Barker when he talked about advertising on the Ricky and he told me why uh, he started Big Barker, his, his dog at the time was very, very big. The, the beds that you would get at stores would not support him. And as dogs get older, especially big dogs, they develop arthritis just like people. So in comes Big Barker. They get engineers to develop this dog bed to really support dogs as they sleep, not like the ones that you see at the pet store. And that's what they are. And they, uh, they come with a 10-year warranty. The foam won't flatten or they will replace it for free. It comes with a one-year money-back guarantee. If your dog doesn't like it for any reason, you can just return it, they will even pay for shipping. And you can get the very special Ricky upgrade. You go to bigbarker.com Ricky bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You get the Big Barker dog bed with the tastefully embroidered, right, Ricky Sanchez logo on it. Then you send us a picture of your dog on the bed. That dog becomes a processed pup. We put them on our Instagram. We put them on our website. A proper mattress like this one, will promote enhanced energy and mobility levels in your older dog, reduce wear and tear in your younger dog, and they're all different sizes. So it doesn't have to be a big dog. There's the Barker Jr., which is for a smaller dog. My dog, Rebel, is about 40 pounds. He sleeps on it very comfortably. Again, bigbarker.com slash Ricky, bigbarker.com slash Ricky, bigbarker dog beds. Woof!
1: Wow. All right, Wait, Tobias Harris. One, yeah. One bit of... Nearly breaking news for okay. you. All right. As you, we haven't, he hasn't been brought up in a trade yet. And I'm surprised because his value is sky high. Andrzej is Oh, yes. And his, there were, apparently there's, he had 23, I believe. Uh, He had 26 last night. And there's a highlight reel of his 26 points. And the highlight reel is not very good. <laughs> because he's not very good. Uh, and a couple of people tweeted at me. And then this is uh, Marty and Dan, both who listen to Ricky and who I believe asked questions before. And then Anjay's, Anjay's, I don't know, uh, his his agent, agent, his agent responds yep. and believes that we will all jump on the Posechnik's bandwagon soon, much better than you think. And then he said, uh, "I believe Anjay's will be an excellent backup for Embiid, and you must have depth at every position to win championships." At twenty-five, it was a good choice. Nobody knew Kuzma would be this good. Let's move forward. So, wow.
0: Let's move forward.
1: Moving forward. Anjay's yeah. agent wants us to move forward. Well, Enough let me tell you something. About. Let me tell you something. We never move forward. <laughs> no. We've never moved forward, even once.
0: Yep. We specialize in not moving forward. That's our that's pretty much our bit. Tobias Harris, this comes from Peter. Sarich, Korkmaz, Bayless. For Tobias Harris on the last year of his deal,
1: uh, yeah, I would do that. I think I would.
0: You would give up Sarge for one year, Tobias Harris. For what reason?
1: Is it really just one year?
0: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. on the last year. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to pay Tobias Harris what he's gonna. If get he had, paid if he, he had
1: him. two years, I would do it. If he had two years, I would do it.
0: I agree. Two years, I would do it. I don't even like Tobias Harris that much, but just a guy who could get buckets occasionally. I would a, love he's to a have a better more defender. Than one
1: guy. He's been he's he's been good. He's, and he seems more charming than a guy named Tobias Harris with a headband would be.
0: Yeah, he does seem to take a lot of eighteen-foot jump shots to my eye when I'm watching him, but I don't know if that yeah. that actually lines up. That's right. uh This is a fine trade. I give it a B minus. B minus C plus. I, I don't think you can make this trade for one year of Tobias Harris. I don't think. Yeah, it makes I agree that
1: with much. that. I agree with that.
0: So this one comes from Danny. Danny wants to trade Markel Fultz for Josh Jackson. Um, it's an interesting idea, given that the Suns need a point guard. Yeah. Uh, the Sixers don't have any wings. I think the problem with Josh Jackson is that he does. He still does not seem like he can shoot threes and if he can't shoot threes I'm just I can't deal with that anymore he's just like fucking Jeremy Grant yeah he's
1: he's in the MCW camp of of like shooting where it's like he will he just doesn't make them yes yeah uh I like a lot of parts about Josh Jackson's game but I don't think he's the best version of Josh Jackson with Embiid and Simmons is not better than the best version of Markel Fultz with Embiid and Simmons and the current the current Josh Jackson is still like has similar problems to faults. So I, as much as I think this does make sense for Phoenix, I don't think I would, I would do it.
0: Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. I don't think I would do it though. I do think, um, I am still more spooked than most people are or or most people care to admit, let's say about faults. So, um, in strictly an asset collection, uh, scenario, I think you're probably getting a more valuable piece in Josh Jackson. Who knows how long that lasts? Or, you know, it it does seem like if Josh Jackson is still, I don't know what he's shooting from three this year, but it can't be, I don't know, more than 25 or 30%. If Josh Jackson is still a bad three-point shooter at the end of the year and Markel Fultz progresses, maybe you're, you don't feel like it's in the same spot. It's an interesting idea, I would say. I would give him uh, A for being clever, maybe D plus for realistic, maybe settle on a, a C or a C plus for, for the trade.
1: Yeah. I, I would, I know we're, we're up against it. I, we're not talking about the Clippers game, but I just, while we're talking about folds for a second, yeah. uh, look good in the Clippers game. Obviously the jumper's still far away. We don't have to talk about that, but I do think the other parts of his game are coming back and he's starting to get more aggressive. Him taking it at Boban after Boban, just like single handedly destroyed the Sixers in a quarter was inspiring to me. Uh, he might not be like – I think he's not – in the same way that you look at Simmons and say, all right, I'm giving him this season to not be a guy who shoots jump shots and you just have to like get your mind there. I think Fultz is – he's not going to suddenly over the course of the season become the guy at Washington. I think he can get closer, but I think he's going to be the ver- this version of a player where he's good in transition – uh, developing handle in, in like the half court maybe they run through pick and rolls maybe he attacks the basket more um, but not a guy you like look at his him shoot and you're like oh I'm very excited about this but I think he can get just him becoming a better version of the guy that he is now over the course of the season and then over the next offseason continuing to improve the jumper I think that is realistic and so I just like I like looking at the the progress that he makes, and, and and envisioning what it could be with with the jump shot back, but um, this that's the bummer is that over the the, the bad the bad year of faults, he also lost some of the bounce and excitement that he had, not including the jump shot. And so for him to be adding that back in, whether it's like all confidence or just reps, that is uh, inspiring to me.
0: Yeah, I liked watching. So I didn't watch the game in real time. I was working in New York. I had I watched it. Um, Friday morning and I saw everybody getting excited about faults I, I liked how aggressive he was. I liked how aggressive he was in taking it to the basket. I thought I was surprised that not surprised, but all of those good moments were pretty much transition moments. Mm-hmm. I would l- like to see more of them in a half court, but it's harder, right? When the other guy is playing seven feet off you to get to the rim. Um, and they almost know he's trying to get to that 13 footer, which looks better. Like when he shoots it, it looks like a normal jump shot, but is not a particularly efficient, uh, shot. But I agree with you that his desire to do it and, um, confidence level going up and, uh, and sort of craftiness around the rim is encouraging if, if nothing
1: else. Yeah. So he's going, he was, uh, he was going at Pat Bev, which is not a, not a a cakewalk.
0: Next trade, Kemba Walker trade, two Kemba Walker trades first one comes from Joe it is a four team trade I love the creativity the Houston Rockets get Jimmy Butler the Minnesota Timberwolves get two Houston Rocket first round picks Jeremy Lamb the return of
1: Jeremy Lamb to Houston
0: yep and Jared Bayless the Hornets get Eric Gordon Dario and the 2021 Miami first and the Sixers get Kemba Walker and Nene.
1: I believe there's one more thing in that trade.
0: Oh, and a new slant. <laughs> yes. He, that's yeah. what he says. Pretty, yeah.
1: pretty important. Uh, so
0: essentially, the Sixers are giving up Dario and the Miami first for Nene and Kemba Walker. And a new slant. And a new slant, which seems fine. I, You know, it's funny watching Kemba Walker when he, he played the Sixers. It seems a little less... Um, doable with Simmons than it was in my imagination. I mean, he is really, really ball dominant and it is really a lot of like dribble, 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 shoot. Um, I don't know. It. Um,
1: yeah, it would take some I creativity. I, I think yeah. that he kind of has had to be ball dominant in Charlotte yeah. and that's just sort of what it is. And so hopefully that they would allow he would develop into a Kyle Lowry type where Lowry does like can be ball-dominant at times, but can also play off the ball and sort of run around screens and, and catch them. And and Kemba does that a little bit. I think when they want him to play with like Malik Monk a little bit, they just, they just kind of switch it up. As far as four-team trades go, this is not a bad one. I think it's yeah. like reasonably fair for everyone. I don't think the Wolves do it if they end up no. trading Jimmy Butler for two late first-round picks and expiring Jeremy Lamb and Jared Bayless. I think that'd be uh, disappointing for them. But for everybody else, it does make a a decent deal of sense so good job joe yeah. on the four teamer
0: yeah c plus b minus uh so here's another kemba one this is from eric three teamer sixers get kemba walker and uh michael kidd gilchrist oh wow,
1: more guys can't shoot.
0: yep awesome right uh the hornets get jimmy butler and andrew wiggins um the timberwolves get wilson chandler jared bayless dario sarge nick batum the, Sixer, uh, the Sixers, 2021 first, and the Hornets, 2019 first. Um, mm. Boy, that's a lot of quarters for a dollar. I, my favorite thing about MKG, and this is what people do with Justice Winslow, this is a very basketball Twitter thing. If you have a, a guy who is like a three slash four who can't shoot, and that is basically their defining characteristic, you go, I don't know, make him a small ball five.
1: Yes, always. Like that. Make him a small ball <laughs> <Like, laughs> I'm like, so that. just that.
0: solves it. It doesn't do anything, really. Um, it's just like, here, let's put him at the one position maybe you can't shoot at. I don't know. Um, I admire how creative this is. I don't want MKG. Well, I, I think um, the bigger
1: thing is that if you're trading Jimmy Butler, you're not also trading Andrew Wiggins to the same place that Jimmy Butler's yeah.
0: going. No, <laughs> 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 it would be funny to send him to
1: Charlotte with Charlotte Wiggins. Charlotte with Butler, and so then uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan just has to have them like, beat each other up. It'd be funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of small ball, I just keep like chiming in about the Clippers game. What do you think about the small ball lineup that they went to? Because I was intrigued by it. And they went to it with, I think it was, I forget who it was, but Fultz and Simmons, and Simmons was at the five. And then shooters, I I think, were around them. Um, It was when Boban was in still. And so I was like, that was a very interesting call. It was Dario and and Simmons, and I think, what, Fultz and Redick and Shamit, or Covington, one of those guys? I don't think it was Covington.
0: Something like that, yeah. I think... To to me, what happens is people say, put Simmons at the four or Simmons is small ball five or whatever. The real question is, what is he doing on offense, right? Because if he isn't controlling the ball, I, I don't really know, no matter what position you say he's, he's, he is with him and faults on the court at the same time, there's not enough space to like cut and stuff anyway. So I don't,
1: I, I like, I love I, the screen, screening off ball cutting. Posting up, uh, taking yeah, advantage of mismatches, all that stuff.
0: The the post up, uh, yeah, but the posting up, you're playing him at center, so it probably
1: won't be a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Well, then if he's if he if Boban is covering Simmons, then have him take him off the dribble.
0: I, I think the only way you can do it is with four other shooters,
1: usually, and yeah, usually, yeah.
0: And and he's playing he's playing point He's doing his Simmons thing on offense and defensively. Uh, you know, but that's it's really no different than saying. I don't know. I, it, I like the idea of it, but I don't think it works in reality I, as much as we would like it to. I
1: think we, 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 we've we talked before about Simmons and Fultz playing together so far has not been successful because Fultz is better with the ball in his hands. Simmons is obviously better with the ball in his hands. But if you're, I think you still have to trot it out a couple times a game, just, or once a game or whatever for a four or five minute stretch just to like get them comfortable because, again, that is the best version of this team in the future is, is a, a team where they can play together. Um, and obviously they, they'll be able to play together better when both of them can shoot more. But, uh, I would say that if you're going to play them together, which I think you should playing them together without Embiid seems yes, like a better move. Try, try it in a small ball lineup. So there's at least a different look that you're throwing at the other team. So if it's Simmons and then, uh, Covington, JJ Shamit and Fultz, then that is a, you can see how that becomes something that's running around and, and, and coming off screens and all that stuff. So, I would try well, that. I like that. I like we, the look at least.
0: And and one thing I want to say about needs the ball in their hands, like that is only a problem if they can't shoot. Yeah. Like there's, you know, like it's a, it's a weird thing. The reason they need the ball in their hands is because they do not shoot well. So the, the thing that they are most effective is, is creating that way. That's basic. So they, you know, whatever. Um, let's keep going. I want to get as many trades in as we can. Um, Giannis. <laughs> this one comes from Ryan. Uh, the result of it is, um, a TV show about an Australian born basketball player playing basketball in Milwaukee. No, Um, no, (laughs) no. Ben Simmons for Giannis. Stop doing this. (laughs) I I would certainly trade Ben Simmons for Giannis. This is my
1: career we're talking about.
0: (laughs) Um, Speaking of uh, your career, this actually has nothing to do with your career, but let's talk about our sponsor, uh, Kornblau & Kornblau, the official law firm of the process. Cornblow & Kornblau is a trusted personal injury law firm in the Delaware Valley, most trusted personal injury law firm in the Delaware Valley. Adam Kornblau's parents started it. 40 years ago, and they have built a powerhouse of corn blouse, offices with corn blouse everywhere, getting huge personal injury lawsuit results for anyone that walks in those doors. Um, they specialize in medical malpractice, some of the biggest medical malpractice results in the area, but any sort of uh, personal injury they will take care of as well, injured at work, car accidents, slip and fall, whatever. And so, if you need Lickface trademarked, you go we, to corner which we did he can also do that as well yep
1: i i've never been in the store is there like a is there like a huge like mcdonald's level arch of a big k outside of that's like sort of blocking all, all the other buildings and businesses
0: well the first thing is is that you called his law offices a store uh, which it is <laughs> not a store it is it is a
1: <laughs> it's true it's okay like a, yeah i guess that's i guess that's correct the
0: second thing to, to you can't note buy
1: here, a law there, you can't just go yeah, and I'll have four
0: laws. The uh, the great thing is they have offices all over the Delaware Valley, based there in Jenkintown. Law offices all over the the Delaware Valley, but you don't even need to go in any of them because Cornblow will come to you. If if you the think you have a case, are fake.
1: it's a store actually.
0: Yeah, it's just store. <laughs> uh, look. Adam's going to get your results. He uh, personal injury lawsuits can take a long time. They can be frustrating. You need a guy you can trust who is going to take you through it step by step. Cornblow is that guy. If you think you have a case, give him a call or shoot him an email. 215-576-7200. Ask for Adam or email cornblow at cornblow and cornblow.com. Cornblow spelled with a K. The and in the email address is spelled out. and Adam Cornblow, the official lawyer of the process. Next trade. Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, such a nick. Um, this comes from Darren, Jared Bayless, Dario Saric, Furkan Korkmaz for Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I don't,
1: I, I, don't think they do it actually. I think they probably pass. Tim Hardaway Jr. is like so, the t- is the 2018 Ricky Davis in that he's more efficient than Ricky Davis was. Yeah, but he gets a lot of he takes a lot of shots, man. He just gets puts puts up shots, gets buckets. He's started off the year very well. Um I don't know that they I mean, that they would be able to say Dario is a full time piece here because of I mean, although they, they probably could could like the extra ball handling and creation and stuff. But for, I think I think him and Knox don't really vibe together.
0: I don't love that there's two more years on the deal at 18 million and 19 million for Tim Hardaway Jr. He does the Tim Hardaway Jr. I think the best way to describe him is better than he gets credit for, but not as good as he thinks he is. I think that is is the the good place. He's yeah. a good bucket getter. I mean, and he can shoot. He's a good player, and he's been distributing a little bit more.
1: He's been his assist numbers are are up. This oh year. really? I would say yes. Yeah, I have not considered Tim Hardaway Jr. a lot because the the deal that he got was pretty universally panned when he took it. Uh, but he has been good, and he is a wing. I know almost nothing about his defense, so I assume it's bad. Um, interesting thought. I with Dario, if he doesn't start playing like the old Dario soon, I just worry because you're going to have to pay him soon, and I don't know what that contract looks like. And he's already a liability on defense, and if he's not hitting shots at a good clip, and he's not like taking advantage huh. of then m- you, mismatches,
0: but then you won't have to pay him very much.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> well, I know, I know, but I think somebody, I think somebody's going to offer him something. You know, uh, yeah. no That's how. Sure. I, that's how I generally find. If you have, if you have a guy going into free agency and you're hoping that the market on him is cool, then like, you're probably not in a good place anyway.
0: A quick announcement: um, the um, the musical chairs cheater um, apologized in email within 24 hours of the last podcast
1: with pictures, with un- pictures and video.
0: Yes. She is unbanned. We saw her child with Eric Maynor. Um, <laughs> she said, "I would like to apologize for the Covington slander. I tend to get very defensive of Reddick, who is not on social media. She didn't write that, but I just want to let everyone know in case they hadn't heard. Um, I am raising a stunningly handsome shooting specialist, two guard, who has defensive shortcomings and a great head of hair. I need someone for my son to look up to. So there you go. She she did apologize, which I think." Most people don't even do. Nobody apologizes for anything. So um, she is unbanned.
1: She should apologize so, for raising her kid to not play defense.
0: That is another That's another good point. She's banned again.
1: <laughs> no, um, she's great. For, she's uh, great. She's she great. Thought, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Kevin Love Trade. This comes from EJ. Dario Chan. It's the same. We offer the same <laughs> shit. The, the, Dario is the best part of the trades because it's like... So you can't totally accuse the person of just trading all the stuff we don't want. Um, Dario is the guy that like everybody likes, so you, you can't totally accuse him. So EJ says Dario Chandler, Furkan Korkmaz for Kevin Love and Rodney Hood. Uh. I don't think you could. I. You can't trade for Kevin Love yeah. because the, the only way that Kevin Love is effective is if you're doing the same thing LeBron did with him and in that case he's not worth thirty million dollars a year yeah. to stand on the three point line. Just and no
1: interest in Kevin Love. And they they just yeah. they just did they had just like a fake ankle surgery for him or something. So he's out for like six weeks. That team is such uh, a disaster, it's unbelievable. Although I would yep. I would in an alternate reality like to see uh, Dario and Shetty Osmond be friends. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. I would yeah. Uh and I think Rodney Hood stinks. So all right. Here's a good one. Oh shoot, I don't have his name. I'm gonna let me find it. Hold I'm on. already declining it. Somebody, I
1: see who it is. I see who it's from su- declining it.
0: All right. If somebody suggests a um an Isaiah Cannon trade, there we go. This comes from Jay. Um Jay suggests wait, where's the trade? Uh Furkan Korkmaz, Jonah Bolden. For Isaiah Cannon and the Phoenix Suns 2020 and 2022 second round picks. I don't we'll think, do this in I, don't think second. I
1: don't think they do it and I certainly no. wouldn't do it. Isaiah Cannon is not allowed back on this team.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Isaiah Cannon's a good guy.
1: If he comes um, back, Hollis has to come back. That is the corollary. Is the Cannon Hollis corollary that we, we must abide by.
0: All right. Uh, before saying who the next trade is for, I give the Isaiah Cannon trade an A. Um, here we go. I love JoJo. I mean, he is. Wait, hold on. I don't even have the name of this this guy or or girl here. Durant. Uh, okay, this comes from Carl. Carl says... You just said the name of
1: what the trade is for. Oh,
0: yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I love JoJo. I mean, he is the process. But my heart says the best version of this team is Ben surrounded by four shooters, at least two of which are elite elite wing defenders, with Ben defending quote-unquote centers. So, we trade Embiid on a cost-controlled max deal to Golden State, who do it because they can surround him with shooters, already have a capable backup in Boogie, and think they'll lose Durant next summer anyway. We do it because we're desperate and he's a top three player in the league. Whether he wants to go it alone, sort of alone next year, why not here? If we still, if we still sign a free agent in the offseason, all the better. But with this and a buyout of Korver, I th- think about this for a run into June. Ben, J.J., Covington, Durant, Moscala. and then, then it gets noticeably weaker. Fultz, Corver, <laughs> Shamit, uh, Sarich, Johnson. Um, Sarge belongs on the bench And at 37 so does Corver. But whenever Ben is on the court there are shooters KD is better than anyone in the East Who says no? Me Well Golden State says no And I say no
1: Everybody says no Everyone is Raucously saying no
0: Can't trade Embiid Oh I'm not trading Embiid I'm not trading Embiid I wouldn't trade Embiid for anybody In the entire NBA
1: I Yeah Fuck it I agree Yeah There's no one in the NBA That will have Just the level of emotion that we have with Embiid ever
0: no and he's great he's and he's so much better than he was last year yeah he's really he's good. so much better he's 41
1: yeah. we even talked about it
0: yeah um yeah he had four, he's averaging 30 points 12 rebounds four assists two blocks we're, we're not we're not trading him
1: everyone is saying everyone is like kind of cool on how the sixers have played this season like a little disappointing that they haven't won are they five and zero at home and just oh and four on the road is that exactly what it is correct Correct. And Embiid is averaging like 70 points a game in a thousand rebounds. And he's blocking shots. Blocked the shit of Shea Gilders Alexander three times. He's good, man. He's really good. And we're just not talking about it because it's just, it's, it's, it's a boring story that he's as good as he is. There's more yep. interesting things to talk about than Embiid, the guy we waited two years for, is one of the six best players in the league.
0: Yeah. A, a, a true MVP candidate. Yeah. A true, legitimate, not made up MVP candidate. All right we have one more real trade and then a jigsaw with a trade in it. Um, so to a double jigsaw with a regular jigsaw and a trade jigsaw. So we would be remiss in not doing the grade your trade pod without one from Marty Teller, who has clearly lost his mind and is only coming up with the most complicated, convoluted trades on Twitter all day long. I give him credit. He, he's he gone. Whatever has happened to him, we've lost Marty into trade machine world. Um, but here is one of, Marty gave us a lot of suggestions. Here's one of Marty's. Sixers get Otto Porter. The Wizards get Wilson Chandler, Jared Bayless, and Dario Saric. The Kings get Jason Smith, which will save the Wizards money, and the Kings second that Philadelphia owns. So the the Kings are basically just taking on money to get a second round pick. The Wizards are saving money by trading Porter for Dario, Bayless, and Chandler. And the Sixers are giving up Dario, Chandler, and Bayless um, and a second round pick for Otto Porter.
1: This would have to be within a, a Wizards teardown in which we could not yes. get Beal. Um, They probably keep Beal and try to trade Wall. I don't know who trades for John Wall. I was thinking maybe the Knicks. mm, Yeah, there's not many people. Maybe the Clippers. Not many people would trade for Wall. Um, Kings would probably have to get a little bit more, just other than the return of their second to take on Jason Smith money, maybe one more second. Um, I don't think this is a bad trade, though.
0: No, the thing about Otto Porter is he's good, but he's also a $27 million a year Robert Covington. Now, he's a better shooter than Rob. He's not as good a defender as Rob. Um, now, there's no problem in having two Robert Covingtons at all. But it is basically saying that Otto Porter is the other guy.
1: I mean. Because in he makes this, a in lot this, of money. Yes, but in this world, you also have time to develop Fultz. You still have Fultz's contract where you can still hang on and do that. I don't know what happens after Fultz needs a new contract, but that's in a couple of years, so... Who knows what could happen by then. I think this is not a bad trade. And I don't, as we've said, it's hard to depend on uh, free agents, you know, even though this is uh, feasibly a desirable destination. That's still, you know, there's a lot of factors in. Uh,
0: yeah, I would love to have Otto Porter. I I I don't know that he's good enough to be the other guy, but, um, but I would love to have Otto Porter. So... I don't know, it's interesting. All right, time for a jigsaw. Play.
1: I will play this game.
0: Game I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And after the game they were interviewing him and they said, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? And he said, if it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year? Okay. First, we will do the trade jigsaw. Then we will do the regular jigsaw. Obviously, I think the trade jigsaw is going to be easy for you. It comes from Lewis. Here are the options. Oh, maybe it won't be easy for you. Um, you can trade Markel Fultz for the Kings' pick. Mm. You could tr- you could trade Elton Brand for Danny Ainge.
1: Oh, I have to pick one of these.
0: Yes. Okay. You can you can trade Brett Brown for Brad Stevens or you could trade me for Brian Scalabrini.
1: Hmm. The Scalabrini have podcasting equipment. So I don't have to, I can do as exactly as much as I'm doing now. It's a little less
0: about equipment, a little more about whether Brian Scalabrini wants to do all of those other things that (laughs) come
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, you got to trade it's, if it's, Brett, for if, it's Volts, if it's Volts for a pick swap, I could talk myself into it. Oh, really? I just want to say, I just want the picks to swap again. Um, yeah, uh, I, it's so much more fun to root against Brad Stevens because he's yeah. be such a vanilla man, um, and Brett is great and much more personable. And I want, I want because okay, so Brad Stevens in. The 70s is obviously like an iconic coach, and he's uh, hailed as a perfect man, and everybody like loves him forever. If he was a college coach, same thing. But in the NBA in 2018, I think NBA players will get tired of him getting so much fucking credit for oh, Boston's success. And I want to see that erupt in flames.
0: I do love uh, this angle. This is a good new Celtics angle. The players are going to revolt against Brad Stevens because he gets too much credit. Yeah. It it is sort of realistic too. Yeah. Um, we
1: fucking play yeah. What's this guy. What's this fucking yep. piece of shit? Go coach.
0: Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even do anything. Yeah.
1: Butler, um, so Butler which asked, one did
0: you pick? So pick one. I trade you. Pick one. Elden, okay. I can't trade
1: Elton. He's been right, for a right. year
0: at least. Yep. Yep. That's all fair. All fair. I'd probably It would, for me, it would be down to the Kings pick or Stevens. I'm still bullish on the Kings being bad this year, even though they have been pretty good so
1: far. But I'm happy. I'm happy for the Kings. I'm happy. I'm currently happy for the Kings.
0: All right. And quick jigsaw. Here's your two choices. Number one, you can't blink. So, but you need what happens when you blink. So you need your eyes to continually be moistened. So you're given an eyedropper and you have to do it manually for the rest of your life. Um, option number two, you're only allowed to use the restroom once a day. You can go to the bathroom as much as you want, wherever you want, but you're only allowed to use an actual bathroom once a day.
1: Mm. Isn't this interesting? Peeing outside I would have no problem with. Yep. Anywhere, at any time. I do have a testy bowel. Tommy. T- testy yep. Tummy. Testy tummy. The eyedropper... I had a sty recently, and so I had to I was using I I was taking eye drops, but it would it would be a lot to have to do it every time. I might hmm I might be able to take enough fiber, do everything in the morning and have just be really really super regulated. But there'd be some dicey scenarios where I wouldn't be able to eat certain foods because I was like I already used the bathroom today. I can't do it. I can't shit outside. I can't shit in public. I'm not in a, I'm not in a place. Could I shit in like a... Can I shit in a bathroom, but like not in the toilet? No. Like what about a public bathroom? Like a like no. a multiple stall bathroom? Nope. Damn. I'd have to go find like the woods or something.
0: I, I think the blinking thing is untenable. Yeah. I, you, you blink so many times. Yeah. I just... I, I don't think you could
1: do it. All right. I guess I That's have to get basically. comfortable with... Uh, Open in public. in public uh, Listen to J.J. Reddick's podcast. J.J. Reddick, not on social media. Podcasting is basically social media, so I'm going to say he is lying to himself. No,
0: no, no, no. I've confirmed via a source that he is not on social okay, media Okay, good, anymore. good, good. E- even his private accounts are gone. Listen to the
1: podcast with Chrissy Houlihan, who is running for Congress in the 6th Congressional District, which is in the Westchester area. Uh, right? Westchester? I think I looked at it last night. Anyway... Vote in the midterm elections. Just vote. Your vote matters. Everything's gonna be super close. Please vote. Just vote. Text, tweet me stuff, and I will. I will say, "Hey, nice job," or something similar. I want everyone. Will to vote. you
0: retweet everyone who tweets you with their voting stick? No,
1: but I will reply to them. Okay. I will reply to everyone who votes, uh, says, sends me a picture of them voting.
0: Okay. That's wow, boy. You're really a giver. Everyone. Um, <laughs> Every single <laughs> okay. one. Okay. just do it right. just vote vote on tuesday vote just show up and vote uh vote just we'll show up to the correct voting place where you're allowed to no vote just barge into vote.
1: any place and say yeah. <laughs> i vote for and then insert your candidate and they have to log it legally
0: uh all right we will talk to you uh, later this week are you down with ttp yes
1: you know vote face Mm.
0: We are the murderers pair that with the jail and we murdered the murderers there Then with the hell and discovered the devil Delivered some hurting despair Used to have power to push Now I smoke power to the push Holy, I'm burning the bush Now I give a fuck about none of this shit Two runner over and out of this bitch Woo. Woo. Step into
1: the spotlight Woo. Of uppers and downers get done, I'm in a rush to be known Dropping a thousand ain't much Copin' the clouds on the missile to try